0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you.
1: Good morning, you guys.
0: Good morning, indeed. We're picking up with day two of our From Anxiety to Peace devotional in the Bible app. There's a link to that in the description if you guys want to follow along with us. And as always, I'm going to read the scripture, then Tori's going to pick up the Devo. Let's do it. The scripture is Philippians chapter three, verse one, and it says this, Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith.
1: The devotional says this, In Philippians 4, 6, and 7, the Apostle Paul challenges us to be anxious for nothing. Instead, we are to pray and give thanks. It's easy to express our thanks to God on the heels of a victory or after receiving a miraculous breakthrough, but we will see that we are called to do this in the midst of our struggles as well. At the time when Paul wrote this to the Philippian church, he was in prison and facing a very uncertain future, yet he looked beyond his immediate situation and did not dwell on bad potential outcomes. His letter reflects his deep joy and attitude of rejoicing. Just two verses before calling us to vocalize our gratefulness, he commands us to always rejoice by telling us to Always rejoice, this implies ongoing or habitual rejoicing. Then, to drive home his point, he immediately repeats the command. Again, I say rejoice. He shows us that even in the middle of our pain, we can choose joy and praise God. Mm. I don't believe Paul is asking us to drum up in sincere gratitude, I think he is challenging us to give thanks where we should, even in the midst of whatever current struggle we are going through.
0: It's so good. Sorry to interrupt. That's really good.
1: (laughs) I have found that there is always something to celebrate. Even during some of the most difficult trials I have faced, there have also been things I'm thankful for. And meditating on those and voicing my gratitude to God helps transform my perspective and recalibrate my mind. An overload of negative or stressful thoughts can create a general sense of impending doom. But when I choose to state my gratefulness to God instead of focusing on a negative feeling, I often experience the weight begin to lift.
0: This is so good. I love it. And the start of that last paragraph really kind of like triggered me. An overload of negative or stressful thoughts can create general sense of impending doom. (laughs) <laughs> hello, media, like hello, news, yep. hello, sometimes social media. Mm-hmm. And we have to safeguard our eyes. Like, what yeah. is it? The, the eyes are the windows to the soul. It's like mm-hmm. we have to safeguard ourselves because that's so true. Whenever you're feeling that many negative thoughts or, or stressful stuff, yeah. it can it can feel paralyzing. Yeah. It can just lead us to think that, well, there's no hope. What are we going to do here? There's no there's no joy to be found. But that's a lie from the pit of the enemy. Yeah. And so another thing I just wanted to point out, this, this really stuck with me, was that verse I read. It ends by saying this, and I do it to safeguard your faith. Yep. So it says, I, I, I say, no matter what happens, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you this, and I do it to safeguard your faith. So what safeguards our faith? Rejoicing in the Lord. And again, you're not rejoicing in your current difficult circumstances. You're rejoicing in the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth. For where does my help come from? You know, like we're rejoicing in him. We're not rejoicing in us or a situation we're rejoicing in him and he is worthy of our rejoicing and it should help us take our eyes off of that feeling of impending doom of just a constant perpetual cycle of negativity And put it on the holy, righteous God who's worthy of our gaze. And so this just gets me fired up to make sure that we are protecting our faith. We're safeguarding it. We're putting correct boundaries in our lives to make sure that we're not just going to feel paralyzed by all the stresses flying around.
1: Yeah, it's so good. I know that we talk about this all the time. But again, I'm going to say it. This is when you need to take an inventory of your life. What are you watching? Who are you listening to? What songs are you listening to? Like the things that you are consuming will consume you. And so I want to be consuming the things that are heavenly because I want to be consumed Mm -hmm. by him. Like I want to be so engulfed in his presence that I can operate with his eternal perspective and not a perspective of this world, right? Because the perspective... Of this world is worry it is fear it is death like when we operate in our flesh it leads to death not life but when we operate in the spirit that is when we find freedom that is when we operate in joy that's when we're abiding in him and we experience the abundance of living in the fruits of the spirit And so it's so good. I mean, we talk about this a lot, but you cannot focus on being grateful and being worried in the same moment. Like your brain cannot do Mm -hmm. both. And so we get to decide where we're going to focus. Are we going to focus on the fact that our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Are we going to focus on the fact that we're stressed about something today? You know what I mean? It's like we get to choose what we focus on and these two different paths are going to lead to very different places mentally, physically, emotionally. And so a lot of times it's like, okay, how do I want to end the day? Like, let me think about how I want to end the day. And if me going down (laughs) this thought spiral track is not going to get me there, Mm -hmm. then I know that I need to start rejoicing.
0: Yeah, it's great. If you know the purpose or your goal of where you want to end up, you'll make good decisions on how to end up there. Like, you know, if you're wanting to get massive muscles, you know, doing X, Y, Z is not going to help and you do, and you know, doing ABC will help. And I I think a big part of it is, is what, what we're going to dwell on. Are we going to dwell on our hardships Mm -hmm. Or are we going to focus on who dwells within us, who helps us in our hardships? And so it's really just a mindset shift. It's a posture shift. And it doesn't mean that what you're going through, what we're going through isn't difficult. What we're saying is is that there's something else further that we can look to, just like Paul did whenever he was imprisoned. He was chained to people and he was rejoicing. And so we need to take that. The Bible was written that way on purpose. God did it on purpose so we could see examples of people of the faith rejoicing through their hardships. And so I just think this is incredibly powerful for us because just like what we talked about in the first day, we don't want to marry our trauma. We don't want to marry our dysfunction. We don't want to marry the, our stress or our anxiety or our worry. Yeah. That doesn't make it not real it just means that we can look beyond it and we can have hope and we cannot stay there.
1: Yeah. Amen.
0: Want to pray something out? I do.
1: Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for how good you are. Father, we thank you for redeeming us, for saving us, for walking with us day to day, for allowing us to come into your throne room um, and pray and be with you, walk with you, and talk with you, Father. There is always something to rejoice in, even in the midst of difficult situations, Father. We rejoice even more loudly, Father. We boast in your goodness, Father. I pray that you would help us be disciplined in our celebration and in our rejoicing of you, Father. I pray that the enemy would have no foothold in our mind and in our thoughts, Father, but Your Holy Spirit would be so alive and active inside of us, helping us make our thoughts obedient to you. Would we fix our eyes on you today and not our worries, not our problems, not our anxieties, Father, not the stress, not the things going on in this world, but you. Father, would you help us fix our eyes on you? We pray these things in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. If it's cool, I'd love to say one more thing because I just, I just feel like we need to remember if, if the stress and anxiety or worry in your life is is being caused by the enemy, don't stand for that. Mm-hmm. Like resist him and he must flee. Kick him out of your life. Take your thoughts captive. Take this seriously because there are people like me who struggle with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And this is not something that we just want to accept as normal. And I know that we just talked about this, but I'm just getting fired up about making sure that we're kicking him. He has no place here. Kick him out of your life. Take the power back. You have authority through the blood of Jesus Christ to remove those toxic negative uh, talk tracks out of your life. And that doesn't mean it's going to happen like, it, it might go away right now, it may come back 30 minutes later, but you have a responsibility to kick him out of your life and you have the authority to do so. And you are powerful through Christ. And so let's not forget that. Let's not play the victim cards. Let's not marry our victim status. Let's remember that we are victors through Christ. So, Amen. Anyways. Now is the perfect time to break out the worship <laughs> music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord.
1: Yes. And y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece.
0: And don't forget that we love you.
1: We love you guys. And we're talking to you
0: tomorrow. Adios.